do you often find yourself engaging in practices or behaviors that have negative outcomes for your life or your financial situation? Let's talk about it. Hey guys, welcome to the hashtag Get Real World podcast. I'm your host, Frederick D. Scott. I'm a private equity investor, business consultant, philanthropist, author, and contributing writer for Entrepreneur Magazine. I have over 15 years of experience in the finance industry, and I used to own an investment banking and advisory firm. Currently, I hold designations as a financial modeling and valuation analyst, capital markets and securities analyst, commercial banking and credit analyst, and I have a diploma in Islamic finance. And today is hashtag for the free Friday. This is the time during the week where I come on and I teach you things relative to business and finance in a step-by-step, easy to understand format so you can learn, apply, grow, and you can use the information to help you achieve the things you want to achieve in your personal and professional life. Now, before we get into today's topic, I need everybody to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this episode to let me know what you think. And if you haven't already, hit the join button if you're on an Android phone. And if you're on an iPhone, hit the link in the description or the link pinned to the comments of this episode so you can join the hashtag Real Woke Live chat community and be eligible to participate in the hashtag Learn to Earn Cash giveaway, where I give away a minimum of $1,000 every month live right here on the hashtag Get Real Woke podcast. All right, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. So we are continuing our retail investing series and we're continuing our discussion on developing investment risk profile. And today's topic is risk tolerance. And I wanna talk about risk tolerance because risk tolerance is is really important. Understanding what your level of risk tolerance is, is, is a very important component of developing and understanding your risk profile. So. What is risk tolerance? Risk tolerance is the maximum amount of risk or uncertainty an investor is willing to accept when making a financial decision. Now, another way to look at this is like this. Risk tolerance can also be viewed as an investor's tendency to engage in financial behavior whose outcome is unknown and potentially negative. Let's talk about that. So, you know, when we talk about risk tolerance, you know, we're talking about a a psychological and behavioral uh, topic and concept that oftentimes people don't realize they're even doing. Sometimes 
people have a natural tendency to take higher amounts of risk, even though the, 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 the potential for a negative consequence or a negative outcome is really, really, really high. Sometimes people look at the reward without looking at all of the risk and are so focused on the risk that, or I'm sorry, so focused on the reward that they become blind to the risk and, 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 and take higher levels of, of, of risk. Sometimes people are j- just having naturally high risk tolerance. They like jumping out of airplanes. They like riding motorcycles. They like doing things like that. They're just kind of, you know, risk takers, right? And so, you know, in finance, you have to curb your risk appetite. That's so very important because, especially if you're in the later time of your time horizon, because, you know, again, as I as I keep stressing and as I keep highlighting uh, in these podcast episodes, you know, the higher potential return, the higher risk of you losing your capital investment, your principal investment, the money that you've put in uh, to, to that investment your risk is higher when you when you have a high level of risk tolerance. Conversely, now if you are risk averse or you have a risk aversion, you tend not to take a lot of risk. You know, you play things safe. You know, you ask a lot of questions, you do a lot of research, you check things out, you know, and you're you take a more skeptical eye toward everything you do in your life. So let's say that someone is trying to convince you to jump out of an airplane. You're going to ask, okay, you, you might have a thousand questions. Okay. You might say, all right, what, what, what kind of plane is it? How old is the plane? When is the last time the plane has been maintained? Uh, you know, how much experience does the pilot have? You know, okay, what type of parachute is this? You'll probably Google the name of that parachute and check its safety rating you know, how many times have people gotten hurt or potentially died uh, jumping out of this specific airplane with this specific company, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to ask a lot more questions before you do it. You may be so risk averse to where you just may say no out of the gate. And we were like, come on, man, let's go skydiving. Nope, nope, I'm not doing that. My feet stay on the ground. Uh, I don't want to jump out of an airplane and then my feet hit the ground. I'm just not doing it all together period. And sometimes you may have a high risk tolerance and you may not even realize that you have a high risk tolerance or that you tend to engage in the kinds of behaviors that tend to lead to negative outcomes on a consistent basis. You may not even realize you're doing that. And so being able to identify your risk tolerance is so very important. So I want to share with you something that, you know, an example of what we call a a revealed preference test. It's a logic model. And and this is how financial advisors and investment banking firms and, you know, money managers, this is how they go about uh, assessing your level of risk. So I, I want to share my screen with you here and and I want to, you know, kind of show you what this looks like. Now, mind you, this is just an example. You know, the logic tree is, is, can, can be as exhaustive as we need it to be uh, to get to the point that we're trying to get to. 
So this is generally how the referred, uh, the revealed preference test looks, right? When we look at it from a logic tree standpoint. And so let me, let's see if I can get that a little larger so you can see it a little bit better. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think I can get that a little bit bigger and let's see how we can do that. There we go. Now, so let's see how that looks. I think we're doing good now. Yes. Okay, so here is a logic tree on determining uh, what your risk tolerance level is when it comes to your financial decision-making ability, right? So here we go. So a good, and again, this is an example because, you know, this logic tree generally tends to be a lot larger. And generally, when you are developing your own risk profile and you're assessing your own risk tolerance, you know, these, there will be a lot more questions and you won't see it in, in a logic tree like this. It'll just be questions that are asked and you will answer those questions. And then a financial advisor would be able to determine or place you into a risk category based on your answers. Now, the exciting thing about this is the fact that you can find these type of risk tolerance questionnaires if you just Google financial risk tolerance questionnaire, you should be able to find a number of these and you should be able to run through a few of them, answer the questions and see where you fall. Do like three or five of them and see if you fall in the same risk category each time. And then you'll know where your risk tolerance level is. So let's just look at this example of, of a logic tree on determining risk tolerance. So the first question is, are you willing to lose a third of your income for chance of doubling your income? If you said no, then that leads to another question. Are you willing to lose a fifth of your income for chance of doubling your income? If you said no again, you are in the least risk tolerant category. That means you are very risk averse you're not interested in taking any risk that could potentially cause you to lose any of your principal investment. Conversely, if you said, are you willing to lose a third of your income for a chance of doubling your income? And you said, yes. And then the question was asked, are you willing to lose half of your income for a chance of doubling your income? And you said, yes, you would be in the highest risk tolerance category, which means that you have a tendency to take high risk for potentially high gains. And that can be a very dangerous thing in finance because it can cause you to jump off of cliffs that you probably shouldn't jump off of, take more risk than you should, and, and, and ask less questions where you should have asked more. It causes you to focus more on the return than you are on, on the risk mitigants or, or, or protecting your initial investment. And as you see in the logic model, they break down differently based on where, how you answer the, each individual question from least risk tolerance to somewhat risk tolerant to more risk tolerant to highest risk tolerant category. So based on how you answer the questions, you know, it's very easy to figure out what your risk tolerance level is. You know, what I find, and, and this ties back into consequence of failure, it ties back into, you know, risk mitigation, a number of things that we've talked about when we discussed creating the investment risk profile. So 
again, what you tend to find is that people that have, you know, are, are more, are a little bit older that are more closer to retirement that have a, a shorter time horizon on their life cycle, as opposed to someone younger, generally these people should be in the somewhat risk tolerant or least risk tolerant category. But oftentimes, especially in our community, what we find here is, and, and this is, you know, a number of financial advisors have, have provided this same feedback. So, you know, I, I talked to a number of colleagues to, to, to get this feedback and, and what the overwhelming sentiment is, is that, you know, the older people get in our community because, you know, they may not have made investments before. They may have made bad investments. They may have lost money. The closer they get to retirement, the more they begin to realize that, oh my God, I haven't, you know, I don't have enough to retire and to the lifestyle that I want to live or to maintain the lifestyle I already have, et cetera, et cetera. And so they generally tend to look for the highest returns that they can make or the the semi highest returns that they can make uh, to be able to make up for lost time. And as I've told you guys before, you cannot make up lost time in your time horizon. You cannot make up lost time in in your financial investing and, and investing life. You just can't. And so trying to seek higher returns or the maximum return possible uh, puts you in a in a position where the risk is extremely high as well and puts you in a position to potentially and, and have a greater than not likelihood. So it's not just potential. You have a greater than not likelihood of losing the money that you've invested, which puts you further in the hole, which pushes you further back, which sets you back even further. And, and what ends up happening is, you know, when you talk about, again, consequence of failure, you know, you, who knows how you'll respond to that? You know, who knows how a person will respond to going back to work? You know, there, there's a lot of conversation that happens and each case is different. Each individual is different. Some people may go into a deep depressive state and, you know, some people may put a pistol in their mouth. Some people may jump off the Brooklyn bridge. I mean, there's a number of, of different things that can happen here, right? So, you know, generally speaking, if you are in the later years of your uh, time horizon, you know, you need to be taking the least amount of risk possible. You need to be focusing on things that are going to pr provide you uh, a, a, a modest uh, rate of return, allow you to make money on your investments, but put you in the best position to not lose capital. Whereby if you're in the early stages of your time horizon, you can absorb some market fluctuation. Sure, you can take, you can become more risk tolerant uh, and, and take a little bit more risk uh, in your investment uh, life cycle because you can absorb a loss and be able to recover from that because you have a longer time horizon than someone who is in the later years of their life. So I just wanted to kind of cover risk tolerance. I knew this podcast episode wasn't going to be that long. But I just wanted to cover risk tolerance a little bit and help you and kind of drive the point home a little bit more because, you know, what you're starting to see is the common theme in, in investment risk profiling is that the number one goal is to manage your financial risk and prevent yourself from being in a situation where you're losing principal investments. And as I've said time and time again, I will say it again now. 
The goal of investing is to maximize capital appreciation while mitigating risk to its lowest common denominator. You want to make as much money as you can while taking the least amount of risk possible. Capital preservation, the maintenance and safety of the uh, the uh, the money that you have put into the investment is what is most important. That is what is most important because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and let me stop sharing my screen here. I realized I hadn't even stopped sharing my screen here. At the end of the day, right? You, you, when you lose principal investment, you have to now invest to get back to where you were. You have to get returns. You have to make returns to get back where you were to recover that principal investment before you can even begin to grow from that point. So taking too much risk will actually set you back. So, you know, again, when you invest, don't try to swing for home runs. Don't swing for the fences. Just make base hits. Get on base. That's all you really need to do. If you consistently get on base, you are going to win the game long-term. Investing is long-term. It is a long-term game. You have to be thinking 10, 15, 20 years ahead. You can't become wealthy overnight. You can't, you know, this is not the lottery, right? Where you buy a ticket and you might get lucky and you become, you know, a, a multimillionaire overnight. This is not that. Study, slow, cautious investing is what wins this race. And so I just wanted to share that with everybody. I wanted to, you know, drive the point home a little closer. And we're going to continue moving down this concept uh, next week on our next hashtag for the free Friday. So guys, listen, I hope you guys learned something. I hope it benefits you. I hope you're able to use this information to help you uh, progress further in your personal and professional uh, journey, uh, in your investing journey, especially if you haven't invested before and you're considering investing for the first time, or even if you've been investing for a while, I hope that the, the content that I'm sharing with you will help you reevaluate the way you invest. So that way you can invest smarter, invest safer, and have a much better chance of being able to retire in the position that you want to be able to retire in. Okay, guys, as I always say, hey, man, if you like the content, show your support, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this episode to let me know what you think. And hey, listen, if you haven't already, hit the join button if you're on an Android phone. And if you're on an iPhone, hit the link in the description or hit the link that is pinned to the comments of this episode so you can join the hashtag Real Woke Live chat community and be eligible to participate in the hashtag Learn to Earn Cash giveaway where I give away a minimum of $1,000 every month live right here on the hashtag Get Real Woke Podcast. Moreover, you know, and I've never said this before, but I want to share this now. You know, the support that you show this podcast, the proceeds that this podcast generates, this is an impact engine for me. We reinvest those, 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 those proceeds back into community initiatives that already exist to expand the impact there and or into developing 
new programs and initiatives that will benefit our community. So, you know, your support is what allows that to be possible. So for all of you guys that do support, thank you so much for supporting. Uh, for those of you who haven't, hey, man, listen, like, I do this stuff hashtag for the free for y'all. Like, I mean, I do it for everybody. So show your support to the community. I'm trying to do my best to make the community better and put us in a better uh, position to be able to succeed collectively. Lastly, uh, for those that are interested, I wrote a book called Investing for Success, Investing Tips for the Everyday Person. I'm going to leave that as a link in the description as well. I definitely recommend you read that book because it'll definitely help you uh, and add additional value, benefit, and knowledge to your life in addition to what I do here every week, hashtag for the free on the hashtag Get Real Woke Podcast. All right, guys. So with all of that said, hey, listen, until the next hashtag for the free Friday, I'm out.